0: Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let's can move on in Mysethus Trumos. Perik Bays, Mishnah Bays, and Mishnah Gimel. Ain Tarma Minatame Altar. This is the other uh, the opposite of the first Mishnah on the Perik. One can't take remove Truma, that's Tume, uh, from a tume pile on a tar pile, and the reason for that is because you're gonna end up with Tumay, truma that is tume, and that is not allowed for a couple reasons. One is that now that truma, which is tume, cannot be eaten. The only thing that can do with it is burn it. So it has some value. You can use it for fuel. But it's significantly less value, so you're causing a loss to the coin. That is one reason. And the other reason is that there also still may be a concern here, although it's not mentioned, of that you're not going to do it. You're going to do a Shlom and a mukaf. But that is less of a concern. The real concern here is that you're going to now give a kohen t- truma, that's tummy, it's impure, which must be burnt. So he's now losing out money. But if you did so, shogeg, and it was shogeg, as it was inadvertent, you didn't realize that it was tamei. You didn't realize that, or you weren't allowed to do it. Truma, so truma. So then it is truma. But if it's mazin, if it's intentional, you knew this was a problem. You knew this was tamei, and you still went ahead and removed it. So said the Chazal. Lawsiklum, you did nothing. This pile still remains Tevo, and you have affected nothing. Therefore, you have to go back and retake truma. Now, this that it's actually not effective is only on a level of derabbanan. And Chazal basically said we're going to penalize you for doing so. But on a level of deraisa, if you put on the, 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 the your Torah glasses, the that you see only deraisa, so then this actually was Matuka, and This is truma, and therefore now you're actually stuck. That you have to treat this as truma and take off more truma as well. What if you have a Ben Levi? That has my shown that he never took all Trumas my from it and his tummy. So again, he, he takes all the Trumas my that is um, from trum- that is from my and as tar. Um, that is shogi masha mas- asus. So if he does so when, when it's uh, shogi, it's, it's okay. Mais- it, lo the also- clone. But if it's maiset, it, he did nothing again because we're going to penalize you the says Rehuda, he introduces another another clause here, and he says, what if a person knew that it was a tummy, and then forgot? So he says that's not considered shogig, that's now considered mazit. Once you knew even once that it was a problem, even if you subsequently forgot, it's still an issue, and therefore clump. Now that we've started discussing a difference between doing something that that you're not supposed to do on a level of durabanan, and therefore there's going to be a differentiation between shogging and Meza, between when it's in- inadvertent and when it's intentional, says the Mishnah Mish, again. Well, let's discuss other cases that also there's a rabbinic prohibition, and we're going to differentiate between whether it's inadvertent and then it's going to be okay post facto b'diavad, or when it's intentional and then it's not going to be okay even b'diavad. Ha'mat Bil, Caleb of Shabbos, one who immerses Caleb in the mikvah and Shabbos. One is not allowed to bring, put Caleb uh, in the mikvah and Shabbos. This is, again, one can't do it just, just, not just for um, the way we know it, because the first time you use a klee, you have to uh, put it in the mikvah, but also, which, by the way, some of the Shonim thinks they're, in a way, giving it to gayrus, you're making it Jewish, okay, we'll leave that for just an interesting tidbit, but also, let's see, you have a, a kli that's tume, more, more and you have to immerse it in the mikvah. One's not allowed to do it on Shabbos, because it looks like you're Matakin. It looks like you're fixing the kli. One minute it wasn't allowed to be used, and suddenly on Shabbos, now it's allowed to be used. It looks like Matakin, it looks like you're fixing it, and therefore Chazal asked that. So what you do if you have a kli on Shabbos that you didn't, you wouldn't tovo? So maybe perhaps you can give it to a guy as a present, which, uh, which uh, shows you perhaps that there's a source for giving gifts on Shabbos. Okay, we'll discuss this some other time. That comes from a Mordecai and Shogi Yishdamish, so if you did it unintentionally, then you can use it. Amazingly, Yishdamish, but if it was taught intentionally, you knew you weren't allowed to do it, but you went ahead and you deliberately violated this rabbinic prohibition, so now you're penalized, and it's, and it's, uh, you're not allowed to use it. You're not allowed to use this thing. Now, it seems to be, although you're not allowed to use it, but after Shabbos, you could use it, meaning that we look at the immersion as working, it's just we don't let you use it until after Shabbos. Okay. So to one who takes uh, Meiser and Shabbos, one's not allowed to take meiser and Shabbos for the same reason, by the way, and that is because it looks like you're talking. You, you have this fruit you couldn't eat, something now you can eat it. You're talking it. Or if you cooked on Shabbos, So if it's mistaken, you can eat it. If it's I uh, was not mistaken, if it was intentional, so then you cannot eat it. Now, when it comes to food, and this is actually, in general, a question called Meiser Shabbos, how we look at uh, if you did it, if an action was performed on Shabbos, the Isser, and it, cre- it created something, it created food, it created whatever it may be, what is the, what is the status of that? You know, it can come up, let's say, with someone uh, someone who's Jewish, goes ahead and videos, I actually encourage all of you, if you have the time, go on YUTorah and tra- type in, when Donald Trump comes to a Pesach program. That was a sh- title of a she'er that Ari Leibowitz gave, a fascinating she'er. The question there was, Donald Trump popped into a off program, and unfortunately a bunch of people pulled out ca- their phones and started videoing it. And the question was, well, now that you videoed it on Shabbos, or on Yantiv it's called Maize Shabbos, you transgressed Shabbos, and it, re- it resulted not just in a transgression, but also in now a a concrete item that emerged from that, that was created, i.e. here the video, or in other cases in the kitchen, you've made food, well, what is the status? Is a Jew allowed to have benefit from it, or is a Jew not allowed to have benefit from it? It's different between the person who did it versus the, uh, someone who just happens to be there and now wants to partake in the food of the video. Not so again, when Donald Trump comes to a Pesach program by Rabbi Arya Leibowitz Schlita to be if someone plants a tree on Shabbos, you can't maseid If it was done unintentionally, you have to uproot it. You can leave. You if it was done unintentionally, you keep it there. If it was done intentionally, you must uproot it. Another fast discussion which we're not going to get into, um, uh, and that is that if you ever think about it, when you plant seeds, it takes a few days to, for them to germinate and then to grow. Something we've seen earlier in this, in, in Israeli. So there's actually a machlokas at what point the chiyav kicks in. One can potentially make an argument that is not, although the action, the ma'isa happened on Shabbos, the chiv is not going to kick in until three days later. And others say, no, but we're not, we're not going to get into that now. However, if you plant during Shemitah, whether it's Bishogik uh, or Mezah, whether it was intentional or it was on purpose, you have to uproot it because we're more machmir when it comes to Shemitah, because people are more likely to transgress when it comes to Shemitah. I wish everyone a wonderful day.